0: We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balaszewski says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balaszewski.
1: Hello, my friend. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to hang out with me here on Journey to Center. Years ago, after being in the throes of depression, anxiety, a horrible breakup, very ill health and poverty, I was pretty clear I didn't want to be on the planet anymore. Then someone told me about some teachers that might be able to help me. I was doubtful. I had seen countless doctors, counselors, psychics, healers, and more, but to no avail. I thought to myself, I don't think it's going to help, but I have nothing to lose by checking out this school called University of Santa Monica. I had no idea as I walked through those doors for the very first time how my life was going to be completely transformed and what a transformation it has been today because of that school those teachings and these teachers that i'm going to be sharing with you here today i'm in an incredible marriage i'm vibrantly healthy expansively prosperous on purpose and most days quite blissful in my fulfilling intimate relationships with my friends my husband my horses and most importantly god today i have the profound honor and privilege of connecting with you and also sharing the teachers that assisted me in my journey from the deepest throes of hell to the highest realms of heaven. And I want this for you as well. I can never thank them enough, and I'm so very, very, very happy to be introducing them to you here today. We are here with master teachers, Drs. Ron and Mary Holnick. They are pioneers and leaders in the field of spiritual psychology as well as facilitators in awakening in consciousness. They're renowned teachers, educators, authors, and founding faculty of the University of Santa Monica. They've been facilitating soul-centered programs in spiritual psychology for more than 40 years. These programs support their students in deep healing and awakening into the fuller revelation, expansion, and embodiment of the authentic self. The priceless opportunity is, in this is a transformed consciousness and a transformed life. And I, for one, am living proof of this. For over three decades, the university offered in-the-classroom state-approved master's degree programs in spiritual psychology. In May 2020, with the advent of the global pandemic, the university underwent a radical change to offer their education online, making it more accessible globally. Both Ron and Mary are licensed marriage and family therapists, and Mary is also a licensed clinical psychologist. Ron and Mary, the authors of Loyalty to Your Soul, The Heart of Spiritual Psychology, and remembering the light within, a course in soul-centered living. Ron and Mary, thank you so much for saying yes to another conversation with me here today.
0: Why not? They're always so much fun.
1: <laughs> yes, Tony we're always, it's just a joy to be with you. It uh, is such an honor. If somebody would have told me when I walked in the classroom that one day I'd be having this conversation with you, living in my horse arena, building my dream house on my 10 acres, Let's just say I wouldn't have believed in <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> smoking something, but here we are. And I'm profoundly grateful. I thank God for you every day. And I'm so excited about being able to continue the conversation and offer your wisdom and teachings and tools to our friends that are hanging out with us. So I think the priceless gift you gave me and literally thousands of other people are the information and tools to shift from essentially a fear-based life or maybe an ego-based life, a disconnected life, to a life of soul, spirit, love, connection, and to evolve spiritually in a very conscious way. Would you say that's accurate? Is that what you do?
0: I would say so.
2: I would say that's very accurate, Tammy, and what a joy and blessing it is to do it and to continue after all these years. And it's there's something wonderful about assisting and supporting people in waking up into the awareness of who they are as the presence of love and providing them with tools and practices that are profound, simple, but yet so life-changing. And just as you were sharing about your life, I was thinking, Oh my gosh, Tammy is an example of someone who's living heaven on earth.
1: I really am. And I feel like I'm literally creating the Garden of Eden. Yes. Where am you I, do- I going to put my garden? Where am I going to put my home? Where am I going to put the walking paths? We have ponds. My horses are going to swim with me. I'm going to have a highland cow and dogs and cats. And it is, it's heaven on earth. Why did I ever leave in the first place? You say we didn't leave heaven to come to heaven. Why did we do that? I'm so grateful to be recreating it here, but why did we do that?
2: Well, my understanding is that we come here because souls can evolve and that souls line up, that there's a waiting list to gain admission to the earth school, to come to this planet. It is a very difficult classroom But when souls graduate from the earth school and return to the higher realms and are welcomed back, the other souls can see how much they have grown, how they have become more conscious, more aware, the expansion of their wisdom and of their loving. And we come here really to wake up into that. You know, it's already present within us, but our conditioned patterns, and the blinders that we wear block us from the awareness and being here in the earth school and starting to catch on maybe coming to USM or discovering some other path of awakening. It's like all of a sudden you realize, oh my gosh, I'm a conscious being. I can make choices. I can choose against myself. I can choose to hang out in negativity and judgment in negative future fantasy, or I can learn about the power of positive intention. I can learn to accept responsibility for my own upsets. I can learn the healing power of releasing judgments through compassionate self-forgiveness. I can learn how to create um, ideal scenes and living visions to, to realize that I am a creator. And that spirit will create through me in accordance with my highest good. I mean, it's, it, it, it opens the realm to um, magical teachings. Uh, I'm not saying the transformation is necessarily always easy, but it is freeing.
1: It's not easy, but it was filled with grace. Yes. yes. I like saying, for every step we take to God, he takes 10 to us. And uh, I can see where that was always the case, probably more than 10.
0: One, one way that um, people might conceive of it, um, see, all there really is, is that which we call God, which is the essence of loving. Okay. So I, I guess kind of like in a way for God, it got kind of boring.
1: I've thought so that. Yeah. yes
0: and and so god came up with this plan to create something upon which the positive and the negative could play out so that it could experience that which was the was the dynamics of all that it could do and be because it's infinite and so it was that is what the Big Bang, in a sense, uh, was all about, and that was how that creation came forward. But what got lost, and in a way had to, in order for this school to work. So you can't you can't be in a school and learn something if you already know it. Right. So with the creation, there had to be the part that didn't know. And that we call that good and evil.
1: Yes, duality. Mm -hmm. But as
0: my first teacher uh, liked to point out, if you take the word evil backwards, it's called live or live, and uh, that's that. Really, that's what it what it came from. And so this is why we speak of it as all that we're really doing is awakening. But while we're here all the things that we engage in that are on the negative side, each of those have to be balanced out in order to get back into the awareness of that which is our essence. The good news is that everybody will make it back. There's no s- such thing as a lost soul. I mean, it's right. Right. because uh, when we all die, we, we in a sense wake up again to, right. where, to where we were. And so, uh, but the time is at hand, it's called the turn of a yuga, 25, 26,000 year cycle, where the, the learning opportunity shifts from one thing into the next thing. And so we're moving into a time that had a lot more negativity into it, into a time that will have a lot less. And so this is what's going on on the planet. A lot of things that have been largely negative are being either removed or replaced. I think replaced is probably a better description mm-hmm. of the process itself. This is what we're seeing. But in our own ignorance, we judge a lot of it because we don't really understand what it is. Yes. Now, that that doesn't mean that you have to Go along with it and participate, and you know, and do it in a way that that in that has fighting and all of, you know, war and all of this kind of stuff. You don't have to. None of that is 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 required. All it means is you have to acceptance. You have to accept it, and then take responsibility for that part that you can do something about, and the one part. That everybody can be some do something about is the part that's going on inside of them. Yes. So we're each living in a we're in a live-in classroom, so to speak. But because not that many people realize that, although more and more and more are waking up at this time, that's what it's all about. This is why this work is becoming much more popular. Because more people are waking up to the reality. And, you know, the way I was brought up, that, that, really, that doesn't really fit for me.
1: So and something so, I like that you say is that we're not here necessarily to change the curriculum, but mm-hmm. to graduate. That's right. So let's talk about what that means.
0: What that means is, <clears throat> see, you'd, you experience the curriculum, your curriculum. excuse me, you experience your curriculum, the things that you're here to learn. But as long as you think that working in the world to change these things is where the action is, you miss the point. The action is really making the change inside yourself so that you come into acceptance of what's happening and then cooperation with it. Those are the first two laws of spirit as we understand them through the work that we've done. And then you live that way more in the world. It's regardless of what what you're saying out there in the world, what you're bringing forward through your own being and through the living of your own life, you get to a place where anywhere you go, you bring that living and loving light with you you know, and these are people who sometimes you can feel them walk into the room. It's like they're just mm-hmm. alive. They're just lit up okay. somehow, and you can't, you can't understand why.
2: They, they bring a presence. And, you know, part, part of what I feel this time mm-hmm. is about, Tammy, in addition to waking up into the love that we are, it really is sacred activism. It's recognizing that we can be loving in action. <clears throat> And there's so many beautiful examples of this occurring in these very challenging times, the response, the compassionate response, uh, the outpouring of love, the desire and intention to be of a support and assistance to those that are being challenged by some of the very, very difficult curriculums and actions that are taking place on the planet at this time. And so people People, Their heart is being touched. Many of them are answering the call. They feel called to be of service. They want to do something. They want to make a difference. And this is one of the natural byproducts of doing this work is meaningful contribution. As people become more aware of the love inside of them mm-hmm. and they look around, they, 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 they ask themselves, how can I be of service? Yes. What can I do? How can I make a contribution here? I know uh, one of our graduates has had a foundation in Romania um, serving orphan children for many years. Mm-hmm. And when the war broke out in Ukraine, she completely expanded her mission mm-hmm. to be of service to Ukrainian refugees, to uh create financial resources to help with the hospitals that were treating the wounded. Um, Just an incredible, overwhelming response.
1: Right. And
2: so I, I feel that part of the call now is, is the cooperation and the sacred activism, because if sacred activism is anything, it's loving in action.
1: Right. And I think it's important to say here, at least for me, because I thought I came to the world to do big things, great things. And um, it seems now I'm doing small things with immense love. Exactly. Exactly. My constitution isn't like your guys. I can't do what you do. I wanted to be able to do what you do. You carry some heavy stuff and I think you're on the front lines, but that's your curriculum and that's your contract and there's really no comparing or competing with anyone we just have to find our way and our shape and our alignment live our life through our particular spiritual context so Mm -hmm. i feel like it's just living love and (laughs) whatever way brings joy to one's heart would you say that
2: absolutely accurate because joy illuminates the path of purpose
1: oh my gosh that's a quotable quote (laughs)
2: I need to write that down.
0: Yeah, me too. <laughs>
2: it it illuminates the path of purpose. You know, it, it's like if you follow the if you follow your loving, if you follow what brings you joy, it will lead you very naturally to the expressions, the sharing, the opportunities, and you'll receive so many blessings. Yes, and I loved what you said, Tammy. It's not about how big something is that you do. It's not at all. It's the quality of the loving that you bring because it's the loving that touches one heart to another and will help ignite someone else in that awareness.
1: You introduced me to the works of Dr. David Hawkins. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he spoke of the the, uh, levels of consciousness and the higher we go up. I mean, we can be a quiet, bright light and um, profoundly um, help this world. And I thought, oh, maybe that's what I'm doing. I'm just going to try to be as bright and loving as possible. Maybe I'm not out there doing the heavy lifting, but it still makes a difference. And that took a lot of pressure off.
2: (laughs) It does take a lot of pressure off. And. You know, another thing to me, Tammy, that's very important in this is remembering that we are instruments of the divine. And so the quality of presence that you have profoundly uh, influences the quality of the energy that you bring. And presence is the most important. It's, It's not what you do. It's the being that you are, and the and the incredible energy and love that you express and share.
1: Right, and we all have that capacity and ability.
2: We That's all right. we all have it, and that is what is so wonderful. And this is where it's also helpful to get the ego out of the way, because the ego can be very attached to um, recognition, self importance. Uh, being the one, so to speak.
1: And it seems also making other people wrong, making things bad, being in that judgment, and that doesn't really help.
2: It doesn't, it doesn't help. And if we can learn to listen to each other, to truly hear each other, then we can draw a bigger circle. And because of the infinite creativity of spirit and the inspiration and guidance that we're each capable of receiving, new ways of being and doing things can emerge at higher levels of cooperation.
1: So I just want to say quickly, it feels to me like things are definitely intensifying on the planet right now. It's hard not to be emotionally affected by that. Things are hard personally, things are hard globally. How can we begin to um, deal with that upset?
0: If you if we start by understanding that if you're upset about something, you are actually adding to the sum total of the negative energy of the thing that you say that you're against.
2: You, and, and what I would add is that we can practice what we refer to as neutral observation that we can reside in a presence where it's like, we can observe, we can be aware. I think it is important to be informed. And at the same time, we don't need to fall into judgment. We don't need to make, we don't need to get caught up in the right, right making and wrong making.
1: Something that you guys really helped me with to, was to be able to just say, I just don't know. Yes. I just don't know. Everything, and I'm quoting Ron here, and probably you too, Mary. Everything that is happening is for our highest good. Everything that's happening is for our highest good, and that can be hard to believe when we're in throes of suffering and seeing abuse or whatever. But for whatever reason, it's for the highest good, and probably in service to our spiritual growth. And I witnessed my family, and my and my brother-in-law is in the process of dying, and it's it's heart wrenching for mm. him to watch my sister who's his love of their lives their one another's love of their lives and to witness it and just instead of going into the what would you say going into the well to be able to stand on the side of the well in my connection to spirit and say I just don't know what their contracts are but I I hold in the loving and I hold in the compassion and um it doesn't mean I don't cry yes yeah, but I do also feel um a certain sense of peace and acceptance through the process, which is very, I think, helpful and comforting and liberating. And I use that same tool with what's going on in the world. um, I don't think I'd know how to do this or have this understanding or awareness if it wasn't for your teachings. Well, what
2: you share is so beautiful, Tammy. It's it's really the recognition that everything ultimately is for us. Some things are so horrific so difficult so painful the releasing of a life partner who is very ill and preparing to transition but what an opportunity to show up as the presence of love to hold with them and to be with them in the loving and and the respect for uh, the unique process that they're in and and recognizing that this out of this too something beautiful can be born
0: it's also i think a good thing to keep in mind <clears throat> that it's not like the ego is a bad guy
1: right
0: we we have to have an ego or we couldn't experience the what we divide into right and wrong it's the ego that does that it doesn't exist in spirit there is no such thing in spirit. It's all loving, and so we need know, the
1: contrast.
0: We need the contrast. We just don't have to. We just don't have to play the game. That the, I mean, you need the monopoly board if you're going to play that game, but that doesn't make the board wrong.
1: <laughs> right. You know, it's hard not th- to make
2: things wrong sometimes.
0: You
2: know. I, <laughs> the other thing I would say, Tammy, is hmm. that. That orientation the orientation that everything ultimately is for us, that there is a highest good and it is what's unfolding is the recognition then that we don't need to go into over responsibility. We don't that need to rest- it.
1: Yes. Oh gosh, that's it.
2: We don't need to reside in some uh, judgment that things should be different from the way that they are and it's our job to fix it change it, make it different. That's not our job. Our job is to show up in the loving.
1: That has been such a profound teaching for me to learn of boundaries, to learn to take care of my garden, my side of the road, so I can just show up in my loving, no matter what things look like. You know, a lot of drama comes up in life or with friends and I don't have to be loyal to any one person or any one thing, I'm loyal to my soul And that keeps me in equanimity, alignment, and love. And I can love everyone and let them play their parts and do their thing. Yes. Profoundly liberating. Well, And and
2: what it does, it provides uh, an illumination and a natural knowing of what is yours to do and what is not, which is so helpful.
1: That discernment makes all the difference in the world. It it does. All the difference in the world. So incredible. I am just immensely and profoundly grateful for both of you and helping me to get to this place of awareness and understanding, seeing life more through that spiritual context. And I know you make this available to anyone who wants it for themselves through your books, through your weekend courses, through your 10-month programs, through your longer programs. So can you tell people a little bit about your different offerings and how they can find out more?
2: Yes. Well, the, the offering that we have coming up in August and September is the two weekend loyalty to your soul workshop, which is experiential in nature. It is fully loaded with the most, uh, foundational and leveraged principles and practices, soul centered, basic skills that are designed to be, that such that someone can come and experience, they go away with the toolkit. They they can use and apply every single day of their lives. Part of what we say, Tammy, is a conscious world begins with conscious people. And this is an opportunity for people, no matter where they are in their spiritual awakening, if they're the well-seasoned and experienced traveler, this can be an incredible opportunity just to move to a higher, deeper level of awareness of the presence of love within. But also it's an opportunity for people that are new to this to have the opportunity to come and learn these and discover just how it can lift the veil of forgetfulness. It's like if the lens of uh, perception has been a bit cloudy, this will help clear it up provide much greater clarity and very practical tools and ways of being to Thinning use. the veil
1: between heaven and earth. That's what yeah. you've done for me to help thin the veils between uh, heaven and earth. So uh, I'm, living, I'm living bliss, I'm living heaven. And I want that for as many people that want to yes. claim it for themselves. So I'm, I'm just incredibly grateful for your contribution. So any final words of wisdom from my beautiful mentors and master teachers before we put a bow on our time together?
2: Well, what comes forward for me to say to each one of you who are watching this or listening, you are the presence of love. You never did anything wrong. Self-compassion is a key to your happiness, to your freedom, to your liberation.
0: And to that I might add, you will awaken into that reality sooner or later. It's the destiny of everyone, no matter what they've done or what they do. However, or not however, but and therefore, why not start working toward it sooner rather than later and eliminate a lot of unnecessary suffering along the way?
1: I recommend it highly so do my beautiful friends. Thank you for taking time out of your day to hang out with me and Ron and Mary. We're so grateful for you. Definitely go to their website. Give them the website again, Ron and Mary.
2: www.universityofsantamonica.edu and you'll find not only information about the loyalty to your soul workshop, but also an invitation to our next public event, which is called Presence, Purpose, and practices
1: which are gratis they're free they're your gifts Mm -hmm. to receive them and they're priceless they're beautiful thank you so so
2: much Tammy
1: thank you so much Ron and Mary and thank you to my beautiful friends thank you for hanging out with us here today I want to hear from you come see me on Facebook Instagram you can email me go to my website Tamybphhd.com and know that you are in our hearts meditations and prayers, we're sending you love and blessings of grace, ease, joy, peace, prosperity, and again, ever-expanding love. You bet. We love you. I love you.
0: We love you too.